Six Feet Under Retrospective. I'm your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my Six Feet Undertakers. Moira. And I'm Des. And I feel a little sad because uh, at the end of the second season, we rechristened our podcast in the Dirty Sexy Intro Cast. It didn't last. And I, I, but it was really fun to be able to start out season three as a different podcast and I totally forgot to do it again. So any, uh, thoughts on, uh, what you want this podcast to be called now or game of Thrones (laughs) (laughs) throne cast. It's got to have something to do with, uh, who gets to be the tiny imp six feet under. Okay. Wait, there was somebody in this, is this episode. Um, Oh, the priest was, um, the uh, yes. Grey's Anatomy, the yes, annoying Grey's Anatomy guy, guy that, that, that I couldn't killed stand. or whatever. Yeah, during the shooting. Yes. Um, yes. Oh, so we can do gross. Grey's Anatomy cast. But that's that true. was two years ago, so it wasn't much of a spoiler. Okay. No. <laughs> Welcome to Anatomy cast. <laughs> anatomy cast. Yes. All your anatomy right here. Anatomy cast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your studly Dr. Robin. Oh no, we're going to learn today about the spleen. <laughs> <laughs> Moira, you've been downgraded to orderly. Oh, what about me? What am I? Uh, let's. Well, you can be that the like the feisty new doctor. Oh, okay, good. Because I'm just good causes at lots of drama. Nobody I'm likes, good at, but yeah, what? <laughs> Well, drama. You know, you, you just caused us a whole lot of drama right there, Robin. Right. Dr. Robin. <laughs> oh, now we're going to have to coddle her for hours. <laughs> uh, you can call me Dr. McDashy. Dashing. Do- Dr. McDashing. I'm going to call you Dr. McDickhead after that comment you made. <laughs> hey, you know, um, Des, because on Grey's Anatomy, they have uh, McDreamy, right? And McSteamy. Right. Yeah. You, you know to whom I refer, of course. Yes. Um, so do you know what I call my MacBook Air? What? Truly, I do. McSteely. <laughs> <laughs> That's its name. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious that as a doctor, you watch Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) Hey, S-O-D. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of (laughs) S-O-D. Yes, one must totally suspend one's disbelief with that show. You know, it's like trashy. I don't know. It's like eating a bag of cookies, you know? It's just, it's kind of fun to nibble on. (laughs) That's why I, I still watch Revenge and Ringer. Oh God! Because, Revenge is so good because it's just trashy, trashy TV. <laughs> um, so I think we've uh, done enough for our new namesake, and uh, the Grey's Anatomy talk can probably stop here because we are finally into season four. Yay! Uh, Matt loves TV's uh, favorite season of uh, uh, Six Feet Under. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to be guesting with us this season, but we wish him well. Uh, <laughs> And we have no guest with us here uh, today because uh, I guess nobody wanted to sign up short notice. I don't know. Um, but we, we do have a guest next week, so that's cool. Um, but uh, so, You sound so bereft, you know, we're guestless. I thought, it's okay. It's okay, Robin. We can I, carry on once in a while without a little friend. We're good. 
Well, I'm, I probably sound more bereft because I'm just getting over the flu that you diagnosed me with. (laughs) 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 I say it that way as if you gave it to me or something, but no, uh, yeah, yeah, I came down with the, the flu last week and it's been about five days now. And, uh, and did you stay away from your lovely daughter the way I instructed you to do? I did, but unfortunately she got a little bit of it and, uh, yeah, she's been a bit snuffly. Did you stay away from your wife? Well, come on. No, see, there's the problem. Your, no. <laughs> your wife became a carrier for your nasty germs. No, actually, <laughs> Typhoid I, Robin. I, I, I was uh, uh, relegated to the couch, and uh, that was it. That was just. But it is true. He was DMing me his symptoms the other night, <laughs> and I was <laughs> DMing him back a diagnosis <laughs> and telling him <laughs> what those instructions were, you know? <laughs> she was asking me about my stool, even. It was really fun. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Did you. Know, uh, did you charge his insurance? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I got to stop giving away for free. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Nobody's going to want to pay for the cow when they can get the milk for free. <laughs> so uh, with with that, I, I, I must say that that's why my voice is probably sounds a little shaky this time. But uh, I'd say, hey, hopefully the girls will talk enough to make up for uh, my voice. But I mean, really? <laughs> Do I need to say that? Uh, never. <laughs> no worries, mate. No worries. <laughs> so uh, let's get into the Darwin Awards. Um, the Darwin Awards uh, story this week is simply called Daredevil. And it's from uh, 2002 in the UK. Uh, the Parisian Yamakaze craze, a building-jumping fad inspired by wire stunts and action films, has been likened to a martial art by its practitioners. This urban <laughs> art form was the inspiration for a television advertisement wherein an office worker travels home by leaping between buildings, over fences, and around antenna. Sometimes life imitates art. Mark, 22, decided to engage in a spot of building-jumping during his free time. However, this Darwin Award nominee failed to take into account the fact that he was not a highly trained gymnast and could not clear the gap between two multi-story car parks in Maidenhead. He also failed to consider the result of a body hitting concrete from the height of 40 feet. He jumped the gap once, and then he and his friends went to a pub. Afterwards, they returned to the car park, and he tried it again, landed, wobbled, and fell backwards to his death. <laughs> oh, God, what an oh. idiot. Oh. Oh, Fueled by it. pub juice. Yeah. Pub juice. Pub juice. <laughs> Sounds Makes like you wanted to dirty. go higher. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we let's take a little break and hear from our friends at Tuning In to Sci-Fi TV. So Ghost Infected Frank, he passed it on to the other guys, and I got it from his corpse. Right. Hello, Echo. How are you feeling? Did I fall asleep? For a little while. Previously on Heroes. You had to go and be the detective, didn't you, Matt? I'm not an aggressive person, but... Ugh, man, there's just way too much on all I these like channels. Things, but only in-game. Everybody lives, Rose. Just this one. In your dreams, Nutloaf. Bite my shiny metal hat. Sometimes I get, I get vision. Walter, what are you doing? What you learned? I wish there was some way to find out what's really worth watching. There is. What? Who? What was that? Tuning into Sci-Fi TV is the viewer's guide to genre television. Where is that coming from? 
with its spoiler-free quick reviews and water cooler and the spoiler-filled in-depth back porch discussions, Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV is the only resource fans need to know what's on, what's good, and what's coming soon in science fiction and fantasy television. How did you get into my house? Join Kevin, Wendy, and Brent each week for the latest in genre television. I'm calling the police. Uh, you can find Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV at TuningIntoSciFiTV.com. No, seriously. How did you get into my house? And we're back. And, uh, yes, check that podcast out. They're doing an awesome countdown of the top 100 genre characters. Although I was referred to on my list as Robin from Utah. Um, <laughs> but uh, Kevin Batchelder apologized profusely, so I forgive him. <laughs> Utah, Vermont, they're really close, aren't they? Tomato, <laughs> tomato. <laughs> yeah. I think somebody read a VT as a UT. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, this Robin from Utah has got the best picks. <laughs> Utah. <laughs> so, uh, with that, let's get into open casket viewing. All right. Season four. Thank God it's here. Season four, episode one, falling into place. Lisa's body is found and Nate has a conflict with her family regarding her burial. David and Keith agree that changes are necessary if their relationship is going to work. Rico seeks absolution for his infidelity, and Vanessa's sister wears out her welcome in their home. Brenda warms up to her neighbor, Joe. Mm. Russell can't handle Claire's revelation. Written by Craig Wright and directed by Michael Cuesta. Yes, and uh, Craig did a little commentary. I might chime in with a little uh, commentary here and there uh, about that. Um, and starting off with this uh, this first scene, he said that you know once they uh, get started with a six feet under um, season, they have a, usually have a pretty good budget, and they put a lot into this this scene, um, which involves uh, psychedelia and the different uh, weird morphing effects that it does on on party participants, as well as uh, uh, f- flying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, uh, Bruno and, uh, Cindy, Bruno, does anybody recognize Bruno, by the way? No. He looked a little bit familiar, but not enough to where I thought I knew who he was. Well, there was a short-lived, uh, series called The Black Donnellys that he starred on. Oh, I didn't want Also, um, some Six Feet Under connections. He was, uh, in a Bruce Willis movie called Hostage with Ben Foster, where he played, I think he played one of the, uh, the bad guys or whatever that are holding people hostage with crazy Ben Foster. Mm. And, uh, he was recently on this, I think it was this past season of parenthood with, uh, Peter Krause. Don't watch that either. So, hmm. Um, I know Tammy watches it and she's been encouraging me to get into it. So maybe one day my mom watches it. Yeah. My wife watches it. So, yeah. It's I'm just not ready yeah. for old Nate yet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Bruno and uh, Sandy, I mean Cindy, are uh, are tripping balls. Uh, <laughs> they they're on some LSD. They're playing a little flashlight game, um, and then they come out into this huge party um, where they meet. I forget his name is Rambone <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> who uh, it, it, Cindy notices him uh, uh, holding himself as she walk is pulled away <laughs> by Bruno. <laughs> And uh, she wonders where they're going. He says, higher. And they go to this roof. And uh, Cindy no- 
knows that something bad's going to happen. She wants to go back down. But he says he has to go. <laughs> and he walks off, and all of a sudden she sees him levitating uh, in the air. And the next thing you know, he's dead on a car roof, uh, many stories below. And uh, we see the title card saying um, that this character died in 1972. And so, I was confused what that yeah. had to do with mm-hmm. the, the price of tea in China or whatever that saying is. <laughs> I must confess, I oddly didn't even notice the death year because I was so distracted by the fact that at the end scene when he was lying on the car roof, there was a woman in the background just walking by nonchalantly, completely ignoring him. And I was, I was contemplating that so much that I didn't even really look to notice the death year. Oh, oh, see, I noticed when they came out of the room into the party, everybody was dressed like it was the 70s. And I was like, okay, are they having a 70s-themed party? But then I was like, no, this is actually the 70s. These people right. are too authentic, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or is it a bunch of hipsters? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was wondering at first. But no, I didn't know see. how much she was imagining, you know? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't tell. Um, mm. So uh, the next scene, we... We were worried we might get another flash into the future, but no, we're picking up like seconds after uh, uh, the finale. Yeah, and, I was a little uh, disappointed in that. Yeah. Oh yes. no, I wasn't. I I was glad because I I wanted to know how things were going to turn out, like with Nate. I, I was glad. I was really hoping that it would be like months later, and the whole Lisa thing would be behind us instead. It was like the focus of the whole episode. Hmm. Well, it is still a mystery, right? So um, no, I, it's I something was... that needs to be solved. Mm-hmm. Well, you can solve it off screen. That'll work. <laughs> That's all um, on, damn it. Uh, yeah. Nowhere near as satisfying, I don't think. Uh, anyway, uh, so Nate is uh, all bloodied up as as we left him and he's being tended to by Brenda and he apologizes says he had nowhere else to go. And we're at the, in the kitchen, the Fisher home. And, uh, uh, Claire is with Keith and David and Keith says something about, he feels like he's been eating this cake for 12 months, (laughs) which is a sly nod to the fact that they had to reconstruct that whole, uh, you know what? Where everything was in the kitchen, uh-huh. uh, you know, from the the season before, which was twelve months ago. So <laughs> I was thinking um, it had really been twelve months. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they've been sitting there eating the cake the whole time. <laughs> yeah, but no. this thing will not just go away. <laughs> I can't. Oh my god, it's huge. Um, so Claire's uh, sick of. Nate's crap, and she's sick of sick of everything being so awful all the time, which hey, sounded familiar to me. So yes, <laughs> and I, I thought, oh my god, Claire is completely becoming the voice of me, and uh, yes. when did yes. you that bit? Yeah, I thought, yes, Claire, yes, <laughs> you hear us. And yet we get a whole lot of it in this episode. No, I love this episode. We can get going, but I, I love this episode. Uh, one of the rare times we disagree. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, okay, so um, David invites Keith to stay over, and uh, Keith kind of <laughs> frowns upon the whole staying over the parents' house kind of thing. Um, but 
Or maybe a house full of dead bodies. It could be that too. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, We go to the next scene and Nate has his shirt off, ladies. And, uh, but he's sobbing. Yeah. Uh, So that was not attractive at all. At all. He's sobbing and swollen. Um, Not in a good way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He says he's got to go pick Lisa's body up and he's really distraught. And Brenda just tells him to go to sleep. And I like, I liked that she was, uh, so just the way she handled him was so perfect. mm -hmm. That part, you know, Mm -hmm. just sleep, Nate. That's what you need. Like she's right. Yeah. She gets it. Um, the, the next scene, we're, we're back with Keith <laughs> and David, and David apparently has just gotten blown in the same bed where his mom used to read him The Runaway Buddy. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> um, and a little back, side note here, uh, they actually had to make a room for David because they never actually shown David's room before. <laughs> there it is. That's the first time we've seen it. I think we've mentioned that in the past, that we never see his room. Yeah. Well, he's always lived above the garage and then gone to live with Keith, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sounds of uh, sex start filling the air. It, <laughs> it's not Claire like Keith thinks. Um, oh. Arthur is in his uh, bedroom and he straps his headphones on to play his Sims game. <laughs> Claire looks like she's in utter hell, especially when she slams the window and wakes Maya up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we see a post-coitus Ruth and hairy-chested George. There's there's no, uh... Listen, I'm, I'm rooting for them. What the hell? And they can be in their, whatever age they are, late 50s or something, and they're having that much fun in bed? Good for them, is what I say. I agree, but I I would not want to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Well... I don't think any of us really want to hear our parents having sex. No. No. <laughs> no. And uh, George uh, is not all beaten up, so anybody want to give a shout out for his chest at all? Or... No. No? Okay. I wasn't really paying attention. He's got that, that old man, the muscles are getting wasted thing going on, you know? It's yeah. not. <laughs> if I was Ruth's age, I'd be totally into him. <laughs> Well, uh, Ruth is happy. She's married again. And, and she talks about how she wants to meet George's children someday. And, and, then, and then she says, I really don't know very much about your family. And the red flags start to go up. Oh, yeah. Bing. Uh, Craig Wright, the writer of the episode, uh, says that George's uh, uh, past of having six wives um, is actually based on his own dad. So... Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, George says they've lived their lives differently. He's he's glad he's alive and isn't worried about what people think about how he lived his life. And uh, Ruth wonders if they were too loud and they have a laugh. But holy crap. Okay, just to back up a bit to George, this just smacks of, I don't know what he's done to piss his kids off, but he's done something. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if we're going to find out what it is. I think we will. I think we will. Probably. Mm. Uh, Let's see. Brenda has a look at herself in the mirror and then makes up her mind, I believe. (laughs) And and can I say, she looks great in that scene. Yes. 
Doesn't yes, she, she look does. like she looks hot and sexy and good? Sometimes Brenda isn't as attractive, but in that scene, she looks amazing. I feel like um, she has been a lot more attractive since she came back to town. Like yeah. when she was originally there the first time around, she was she was all right, but she left and then she came back and I don't know the haircut or something. She just looks she looks really good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. she's. I agree. She's not doing the drugs all the time. It's good. Yeah, maybe it's like she's lost that whole drug power or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um. So she climbs into bed with Nate, and they start to cuddle. And she's there for him, and then it turns into a little hand holding. Who did kissing. not see that coming? Come on. And then boom, he's in her. <laughs> <laughs> Unprotected, <laughs> I might I add. I, I, I thought it was kind of. I thought it was kind of neat the way. The whole thing happens without a word. Mm-hmm. Yes. That actually smacked very true to life to me. Like, Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good job, <laughs> writers. Good job. Nobody's relating any stories, but yep. Oh, yeah. I could, <laughs> but I won't. Thanks. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, time and place. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Craig Wright actually said in the commentary that you know, it's up to you whether or not you, 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 you definitely know that Brenda hasn't climaxed, but you don't, do we, didn't, didn't he? I don't yeah. think he did. You don't think so? I don't know. No, I, I feel like he was doing that and that, you know, in his grief and then it just like, he just realized that this wasn't helping. And right. so he kind of stopped. That's, mm-hmm. that's what it felt like to me, but I could be wrong. Yeah. So it's kind of two different ways to look at it, you know, whether he... Well, or I like, thought maybe he did, and it was like uh, the best sleeping potion ever. Right. You know? They do kind of look at each other, you know, and I, I you really, I, I just, I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a fan of what, it, it, if not the relationship of Nate and Brenda, but what, you know, um, Rachel Griffiths and Peter Krause can pull off between each other. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think they yeah. have really great chemistry together. Yeah. Uh, they really do. You know, even if, even when they're not as a couple, but you know, as friends or whatever, they, I think they work really well together. It was sort of a mesmerizing scene to watch. I think because there were no words and yeah. and so much was going on emotionally under the surface of all of that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I just I felt like it's it's weird. Maybe I'm being naive, but I don't feel like that was really a completely selfish thing on her part. I feel like she f- she wanted to do whatever she could do to help him. Yes. I, yeah, because she is celibate now. And so uh, she, you know, not anymore. But I, I, I feel like even, it was a little bit of helping him and a little bit of she wanted it too. But. Well, but the thing is, as we just said, she didn't even get an orgasm out of it because it's like it wasn't even about that. You know what I'm trying to say? Right. It wasn't yeah, about right. her. She was just giving to him what he needed or letting him have what he needed to get through that moment. That's what it seemed right. like. But I think it it um, it opened up a door for her. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. In addition, yes. Yes. So, yeah, the next morning things are awkward and he leaves. Um so yeah, I wrote I wrote here a note um to ask you guys, do you do you guys want them together? Well, yeah. haven't we been saying that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I still want them together. Yeah, I, I do too, and I think we also feel like it's gonna it should take time though. Yeah. But yeah, now that Lisa's gone, 
I'm okay if they're not together this season. If they don't get back together till like, next season. I'm okay with it now. Before, I was like, break up Nate and Lisa, get them back together <laughs> with Brenda. <laughs> so, are, are you looking to see, like, are you interested in seeing what goes on between Brenda and Joe then? Oh, I am. Yes. Yeah. Um, I am. Because I, I think it'll... Like... No, you go, go first. Ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like you know, they could, they could, you know, get some story out of that, and then eventually, you know, that would give um, Nate time to heal, mm. and Brenda time to have a relationship that's not with Nate, so that they can come back to it a little, you know, not all damaged from each other. That's pretty much what I was gonna say. Exactly. Yeah, I think they both need that growth time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it'd be good. And can I give it up to him for my boy Nate? Um, he just got the crap kicked out of him, <laughs> and yet <laughs> he can still get it up. <laughs> he's, ready, he's ready for it at any time. <laughs> he, will, he will take girls on a rock in front of a mirror. Uh, Hell, he would have done battered. it on the bar stool with that other chick if he could. On the bar stool, <laughs> <laughs> in a liver, in living room with the kid in the other room with a TV going. Oh, any time. Yeah. Anytime in his bedroom it. with the baby sleeping, oh, the sperminator in front of the television <laughs> when your roommate's in the room, but they don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so it's uh, the next morning uh, at the Fishers, and Claire, Keith, and David are talking about the previous night and how <laughs> Nate never came home, and uh, <laughs> David, we got to get out of this house if they're going to keep doing that. <laughs> that song. We've got to get out of this place. <laughs> yeah. So Nate comes in and breaks the news, and we hear more details that the kids Finally. found found her washed up body. They said that she drowned. By the way, oops about the last episode. <laughs> what? You guys, could you guys catch that? I'm so glad you didn't. No. What? I was like. I, I actually said in the last episode. Oh, her washed up body. You did say that. And you guys are like, she drowned? <laughs> I was like, uh, oh. You would think, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> but the thing, okay, go, but going back to way back when we were guessing what had happened to her, and I was saying, oh, I think she offed herself. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're ever going to know now, but I still wonder. It, well, it would be nice to know, but you know. It could have been an accident. I mean, I don't know how, how if they have like riptides in California, but like here, they have really oh, bad sure. riptides. And yeah. even the most experienced swimmers, you know, can get caught in a riptide and panic and die. Drown, yeah, riptides you know? can happen anywhere. So. so you're saying Keith's whole, hmm, why? I thought she could swim. Well, that, see, okay, away. to me, when they put that line in there, that's the nod to putting credence to the idea that it, it was a deliberate suicide. Yeah. Like right? suicide. Yeah. Probably yeah. not murder. I mean, right. drowning really, yeah. but, uh, you know, it, it, whether it was an accident or if it was a deliberate suicide, either way, you know, I'm I mean, I can now. live with not knowing that it yeah. doesn't, it's not, it's not one of those questions that I need to have answered, but I just think it's, going to be yeah. interesting to see if we ever see some kind of flashback or something to tell us. God, I feel well, like I'm talking that, about a lost episode when I say uh, that. <laughs> the fact that we know that she drowned, you know, on the beach mm-hmm. there, and it probably, you know, 
what it seems like it probably happened, you know, when she, the day she went missing, that's enough for me. Yeah. And, and even, you know, if I go, if I drive to the beach and I go for a walk along the beach, I take my ID with me. I don't leave stuff in the car because cars get broken into. Yeah. But if I'm going to go kill myself, I guess I don't bring anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm. anyway. Well, um, I will, um, I will not say whether or not they say anything either a, because I like the idea of this mystery going on or B because, um, I, you know, I know more. <laughs> so I'll just well, leave it up I, to you guys to think about. I like the idea of this mystery going on. I feel it's time to move past it. Damn it. Well, if you want to move past it with this episode, move past it. We, you know, the body's in the ground now. I was ready to move past it last episode. <laughs> Let's just plot along chronologically, please, children. I don't want to get anyway. to the body bearing yet. That's an important scene. Sorry, yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. Ruth and George come down. Good morning, morning glories. Oh, God. <laughs> Barfarama. Uh, yeah, that so, was a bit burning. Yeah, Nate tells them, and uh, Ruth gives him a hug. And, um,. Gives Nate a hug. I okay. thought that was nice, given the fight they'd had. That yeah, the words they yeah. had. It's good. So in the next scene, Craig Wright uh, really fought for the uh, for there to be a sound of some really horrible pooping coming from behind this door, but uh, unfortunately he got overrode, and he's he's kind of happy that happened because uh, yeah. Wait, <laughs> but, what? Uh, if- I don't remember. Well, mm-hmm. this next scene, Vanessa's banging on the bathroom door for... Uh, yeah, we didn't need to know what she was doing in there. She could have been I, I plucking her eyebrows. Yeah, that's what I, mean, I thought. I, yeah. yeah. Some girly thing, not... Uh, yeah, that's what I assumed. Pooping. Makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, she wonders why Rico came home late. And he says it was a body. I don't need to know about it. Blah, blah, blah. And she says, thank you for taking such good care of us. <laughs> Oh, um, we're in the van. Why are they um, still alive? Why what? didn't they die yet? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, they're waiting for the next episode when Brad's on, obviously. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's the rapture. <laughs> um, so, uh, we're in the van with David and Keith or David and, uh, Nate and, uh, David, uh, was being polite about Keith staying over and Nate thinks he's being horny <laughs> and uh, we might take note in this that uh, you know throughout this episode people are asking David what's going on with Keith and he's got kind of a different answer every time yeah I did mm-hmm. yeah no kidding <laughs> I, I didn't even notice that yeah I did I thought I thought wait David I thought you were getting together now you're saying you're not yeah it was interesting to watch the uh, the hemming and hawing um David, David and Keith are like the Owen and Christina of this show. Speaking of Anatomy cast, um, yeah. I'm so over the relationship. It, they just either make up and be happy or break up. But, I well, see but see, I think, uh, but I think we get to that point here where they leave us with hope for them, which made me feel good. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's talk more about that in yeah. the quote unquote marriage scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Nate says he always knew something would come along and end him and Lisa, and uh, he didn't want it to be him. 
And David says, it wasn't you. And he's like, oh, good for me. No. Which, okay, which is Nate, um, in a way, finally taking some responsibility uh, for his own ambivalent feelings about Lisa. Like, we're hearing him articulate that. And I like that. I feel like, okay, you're owning it now, Nate, so I'm not as pissy with you. So right away, you see, compared to the last episode where I spent the entire time despising him, (laughs) already he's starting to make me soften a little, even with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have your good Nate episodes, you have your bad ones. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We have a flashback here of uh, Nate. um, he, He smells awful from working all day. Um, and Lisa announces that she doesn't want to be chemicalized and boxed up. She wants to be buried somewhere beneath a tree, nothing between her and the earth. Of course she does, dirty hippie. <laughs> that's yeah, not that's... even legal. And I knew that as soon as she said it, that that was not legal. You can't just go burying bodies anywhere you want. In the commentary, uh, Craig Wright says that they actually did have a scene in the last season, if you remember, of her talking about Nate's business, but... They wanted more, you know, of a reason to, you know, get this whole plot going. So they had to add this extra scene. So this isn't actually a scene from season three or anything. This is, you know, it certainly looks like it, but it's it's not. I no, we figured didn't that out. Think it brought, was. They, no, I yeah. didn't think it was. They brought her back to Just film it. Yeah. Get it. Um, so Joe pops by Brenda's with some Chinese. Mm-hmm. And it looks like Brenda's been crying, and uh, he wonders what's wrong. And he said, "She says a friend died." And he says, "He settles down with the Chinese. Says it's not a date thing; it's a neighbor thing." And <laughs> um, he says, "I've never had a neighbor that just stops by. It's interesting." It's going to be his I, line all the time. It's not a date. I'm a, it's not a date. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan of Joe. I think he's adorable. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, I get a good vibe from him so far. I don't get a creeper mm-hmm. vibe the way no. I got from George. Remember the first time I saw George, I thought he was going to rape Ruth. So <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't get a creeper vibe from George, uh, from Joe at all. No. He seems like a nice guy, you know, mm-hmm. kind of a little hipstery, but nice. He's and, cute, uh, too. He's not hard yeah, to look he at. Is. He yeah. is. I think, I think he would, you know, be an appropriate uh, person for her to date for a little while. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that he doesn't like mushrooms. I love mushrooms. <laughs> I just had some tonight. He's right, though. They do taste like something dirty. No, no, they don't. Yes, they do. Clean them. <laughs> really? <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, we we're at the uh, um, the morgue, and Nate doesn't want to go in. And David goes in for him, and we meet the coroner. It's a good thing he didn't go in. No kidding. Shit. My little heart went out to him. I thought, oh, I couldn't, I don't think I could go in either. God. No, that was, and especially, okay, she drowned, her body washed up. You know it's been in the water a while, mm-hmm. and it's probably not going to be pretty. You don't want to remember your wife like that. You right. want to remember your wife as she was in life. You know, mm-hmm. once you see that, once you see that, that's in your head forever. And every time you think of your wife, you're going to look at, you're, you're going to see her like that. And it's just terrible. Did you, did you guys catch the couple of flashes we saw of the corpse? Yeah. Yeah. It was oh, horrible. Awful. God, I actually wrote in my notes, I just wrote, oh God, she's in pieces. Like, yeah. that was, was horrid. Not good. 
Um, the coroner is actually played by Sean Michael Patrick, who was with uh, Rachel Griffiths in Brothers and Sisters at one point, and he was also on Dirty Sexy Money. Does Des know what he, who he played? Uh, I didn't recognize him. He must have been somebody small. Clark the chauffeur. Oh, Clark! Oh my gosh! I love Clark! <laughs> <laughs> it looked like he was in a multitude episode, so I had to give it a, give a call out for him. Yeah, he uh, is older in Dirty Sexy Money. I mean, I like when these uh, these actors like crisscross with six feet under people again and again. <laughs> mm, they all know the same people. Yeah. I'm telling you, Robin, you should watch Dirty Sexy Money. Good stuff. I'll As get to fan it. Fan of Lincoln Lee, you should watch it. <laughs> I'm a fan of Lincoln Lee. I'm a fan of Peter Bishop. Watch Dirty Me too. Oh yes. But watch Dirty Sexy Money, Moira, you will like it. He's like this rich young playboy. He's Mm. absolutely adorable. Mm. That's when I first, you know, fell in love with Seth. He's like alternate Lincoln Lee who's the sexy one. Yes, (laughs) yes. He's yes, adorable. Mm -hmm. Oh Jesus Christ. We can't do any more French stuff on this show. Why? Because uh, our 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 friend Simone is doing Observer Cast and she's a newbie. Well, we can say that we like Peter Bishop or Lincoln Lee. That's as far as we need yeah, to go. Yeah, that's that's okay. Yeah, that doesn't say anything yeah. about. Yeah. That doesn't say anything. Okay. No, right. and of course we. Like I almost Peter said a. Bishop. I almost actually blurted out a spoiler that I was like, oh wait. Anyway, uh, sorry, uh, people. Uh, check out ObserverCast. We haven't plugged them enough. Of course, they haven't sent us a promo, so maybe they uh-huh. need to get on. Oh, I haven't heard an episode yet. I think I need to rectify that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they back in the van, they actually have to roll the windows down because the smell oh, is that's horrible. so awful. Um, looks like we flashed to maybe a week later um, or maybe a few days later. Nate looks pretty healed up. So I don't know if that's a continuity thing or no. I think it's supposed to be a you know a couple of yeah. three days later. Yeah, yeah, realistic. Um, we meet Barb, who's hugging Nate, and she's saying, you know, we should bring Maya to the farm where you know she's there with her and she can Hoyt. she can live on the farm and run around with the other puppies. That's great. <laughs> She'll have a happy life there. Um, and apparently Hoyt is great with kids, especially the creepy twins, Simon and Sean. And who did not think of The Shining? I thought of The Shining right away. Immediately. Immediately. They didn't even look like twins to me. Oh, they were. They're actually real twins. That one was so much taller than the other one. Well, that's often the case, though. <laughs> they weren't identical. No, they weren't. But it still made me think of The Shining. <laughs> um... And, uh, yeah, Ruth and George are making some small talk with Ed and Peg Kimmel about MapQuest. Who remembers MapQuest? I thought, yeah, I thought that was so quaint. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry, go ahead. No, sorry, my fault. I was yelling at Gavin. I accidentally hit unmute. (laughs) (laughs) That was the weirdest noise. I just thought you got cut off (laughs) mid-strangle. All right, well, Peg is still in shock, and I uh, see Peg is actually played by Veronica Cartwright, who's a kind of a better character. Before. Yes, yes. M- many, many She's things. Alien. Um, oh. Witches yeah. of Eastwick. Um, mm-hmm. It goes on and on. And yeah, on. it's huge list. We don't want to. 
Yeah, I know. I, I was wondering if uh, Des recognized Hoyt. Uh, I didn't really get a good look at him. Uh, well, he's played by an actor named Jeff Yeager, who had the role of Kyle Bates in V the Series. <laughs> oh my god, I love V. V's my favorite. <laughs> Kyle, wait, Kyle was... I have to remember who Kyle was after we watched now, because it's been yeah. a while. <laughs> um, and I think, Moira, that's the last of my cast lists I'm going to be calling out. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time it's been like, really, another one? I can just sense it. <laughs> <laughs> Useless information on Fisher Cast. I mean, an animal <laughs> cast. Um, Wait. So, what? Kyle came in later the series, didn't he? I don't know. Okay. Haven't you seen it? I I, I have when I was like a kid. but I saw uh, the original one. I liked the original one, but I, I, love... I don't remember that character. I've yeah, seen the miniseries. It's been too long. I think that's the problem. It's all pretty I big. don't think he was in the original miniseries. I think he yeah. was in the actual the series series, yeah. which mm-hmm. was, yeah, don't watch that. Yeah, watch, I know. Watch the original miniseries, watch the final battle, and then stop there. That's all you really yeah. need. Yeah, when when the new V was coming out, you sent me all the Vs. Yeah. Even the series. And yeah. I rewatched the miniseries Ziz, over again uh, because I loved them. Um, but I, I tried the first couple episodes of V and it was so terrible. Yeah, he <laughs> was... They were just using all stock footage. Oh, yes, Kyle. Okay, now that I look at him, he looks different now. But yeah, he was the young cocky guy who was like... Um, uh, what's her face's boyfriend? Uh, the grown-up little girl, the little V V child, but yeah, star child. Yes, basically. Whatever. Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, so, um, V intro cast. Yes, <laughs> I have trademarked that. That's mine now. No one can do it. <laughs> In vitro cast. In vitro cast. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> so. David notices uh, Michaela walking in the day room, and she's a little worried about seeing the body. Um, Did she say, hi, y'all, it's Michaela. (laughs) 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 With a Canadian accent. (laughs) (laughs) It's our friend Michaela. Listen to our show. She will. She has some. Yeah, she has six feet under on her list of things to watch. I think she's going to. I think she had like one or two other things to watch first, and then she was going to watch it. Mm. 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 So hi, Michaela. Hi, Michaela. (laughs) Hi. Um. So, a little background information on the character of Michaela. Originally, they were going to call her Lisa, and because she's she would be named after her aunt Lisa. Why would you do that, though? But, uh, That's not enough uh, removed, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. Lisa, yes, yes. No, big Lisa. No, little. We have, in our family, my dad's name is Raymond. Mm-hmm. His sister's son is Raymond. His other sister's son's son is Raymond. Well, everybody it's loves ridiculous. Raymond. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <that> <laughs> everybody like... Yes, everybody loves Raymond. I got your reference for once, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, after that, uh, we go back to the Diaz's house, and uh, and Annika has uh, water in her ear, and she's really bugging her, and uh, she is 
such a self-involved witch. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> Vanessa tells her it's time to move out. And Angelica thinks Rico put her up to it. And now she doesn't want to talk to either of them. <laughs> and uh, Rico, who hasn't said anything to scene, now looks like a pig and shit. <laughs> That's, that is so funny. As he eats his little tortilla chip or whatever yeah. it was. God, that's funny. <laughs> that was like, yeah, I like that. Um, there I was siding with him, you know, yeah. siding with Rico. My goodness, what's happening? Vanessa like, finally got some balls. Yeah, but I feel like I'm being transported back to my happy place of season <laughs> one or something. It's like, yay. Next scene, David's hiding out from, from all the Kimmels in uh, <laughs> Claire's room. That's cute. Whenever it's David and Claire together, I love it. Yeah, definitely. Um, actually, the writer did say something cool about uh, uh, David and Claire is that he thinks that they're like uh, two sides of the same person. And that's how he likes to think of them. Really? So, and it's interesting putting them together in huh. the same scene. Yeah, I, I don't know. They didn't really go too far into it. Hmm. It was neat. Um, so she's trying to break her eye open. And it's something <laughs> we heard about way back in the episode, The Eye Inside. Mm-hmm. Seeing things differently without all the associations that are ingrained. Um, she's looking at photos taken by Nan Golden. I, don't, I guess she must be a famous photographer. Mm-hmm. I didn't really look it up. Yes. I don't know. Um, and she asks about Keith, and uh, David pretty much says that he wants them both to break their eyes open. Mm-hmm. Um, and Claire is sick of assholes and uh, is thinking about being a hermit recluse. <laughs> and then the creepy twins come in and mm. ask David to come downstairs to whatever room they, he's supposed to go to where they have a trap set up. And uh, Claire says one of my favorite Six Feet Under quotes. Thanks for listening to me complain about my cushy, alienated life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Nate's, Nate and Lisa's parents argue about what Lisa would have wanted. Um, Barb wonders if she had a will, but no luck with that. Um, and Nate says he, he wants to put her in the ground, no casket, under a tree. Peg is absolutely disgusted, says she's going to be eaten by bugs and worms, and Nate fires the okay. She's already been eaten okay. by fishes. <laughs> Can I just... Peg, I don't know how to break this to you, but even when you're in a big wooden casket, you still get eaten by bugs and worms. <laughs> God. Oh, uh, can't you just totally see where all the annoying um, attributes of Lisa have stemmed from? Right? Oh, God. Uh, so Nate can't deal with the Hydra anymore, and he walks off, <laughs> and David thinks that they should find some middle ground. And uh, strange... Michaela is standing in the background for a moment, and then we go to the next scene. And I don't. That okay, made no sense. What was the point of that? <laughs> I thought I really didn't understand what what the significance of her I'd, overhearing all that was. I guess when you go later and see that she's got a little crush on David, that's one of the. It just still. It just seems like I think she has a crush on David. I yeah, guess. he's your, he's I mean, your favorite of the relative. Yeah. Did you guys notice that he's the only one she's been talking to? If dun, she's dun, imaginary. Dun. Oh no! <laughs> Don't tell me she's a ghost. <laughs> I'm just saying that she's the he's the only one she's talked to. 
Oh, for goodness yeah. sakes. Oh, now you know what? You just gave me one of those shivers up my spine. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching, spoiler alert, everyone, The Sixth Sense now. <laughs> um, no? Well, she didn't get how introduced you, you with just spo- everybody. How, how did you exactly do that? You just said spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> didn't know what it was for. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert for everything <laughs> coming up. <laughs> They, well, they have to just hold their ears then. <laughs> if they're really anal about being spoiled. And they have to have known it involved a ghost, so come on. Yeah. <laughs> what other movie could it be? <laughs> it's not the Amityville horror. Come spoiler, on. spoiler alert, the others. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, so Claire calls Russell and wants to talk and tells him about Lisa on the phone. And uh, behind the scenes, that actually was filmed in the same place. Um, you see some background, some trees in the background as Russell's walking through this parking lot. And behind those trees, the green hearse was parked. And Claire, would, or, you know, Lauren was doing her scene there. So Well, that just seems efficient. Good for yeah, them. Exactly. Um, David argues with Nate down in the embalming room. And he says he's trying to keep everyone happy. And Arthur really tries to leave, but uh, <laughs> they're not letting him. Um, and he says, we, you could, we could lose our license if uh, they do what Nate is suggesting. And, uh, yeah, hello. Yeah, and parents want to cremate. So uh, Rico is ready to confess. He's not at his own church. <laughs> And he ends up having to do it face to face with this. Uh, uh, this young... this scene, Percy. Is just... That's the name, Percy. Yeah, Percy. That's right the, from Grey. Yeah. yeah, but this scene is just com- comedy gold. I mean, it's yeah. The I have to give um, uh, whatever his name is, the actor who plays Rico. Um, I have to give him credit Better because the expressions on his face are just so yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh. His discomfiture is hilarious. <laughs> and funny enough, they were going to film that in the confession booth, but they couldn't figure out the logistics of the whole thing or, you know, do it correctly or whatever. So they just said, oh, we'll just have them sit down together. <laughs> I like the way he's pointing at his crotch, you know, down there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he does an act of contrition really fast and uh, all's good. Oh, God. <laughs> And now the ball is forgiven. He can do it again. Yeah. yeah. With the blessed earth, thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all know how to do that when we were raised Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Although I um, Hail Mary, not the actor of contrition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have a uh, quick scene with uh, Brenda calling Nate. You know, he she, it looks like she wants to support him, like she he supported her, you know, back with her father's funeral. Mm-hmm. But he says, Don't I thought you were going to say in the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> he supported her in the bedroom. <laughs> he didn't support her. He just, he either she, finished or he She didn't supported finish. him. Not, yeah. Not yeah. <laughs> yeah, she did. But I love what she says. She says, of course, it's whatever you need. She says all the right things. Right, right. In my um, I ask you here, did Brenda actually want to go? Did Nate really want her not to go uh yeah she did want to go i think mm-hmm. yeah but he I think she would have gone to be there with him and i think he wouldn't have been able to handle it because he is so conflicted still about his feelings about her mm-hmm. yeah i think she wanted to go be you know to be supportive of him yes and you know uh so 
but it's probably not the best thing anyways. No. Kind of awkward. Awkward. Um, Barb is eulogizing Lisa at the week um, and says that Lisa didn't know borders. She'd walk into her bathroom all the time. She'd call her late on the phone. and <laughs> She's like Christine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Can I see you naked? <laughs> Um, we love you christine (laughs) even though you don't listen yeah i know that's right christine doesn't listen to podcasts no she doesn't um (laughs) and uh yeah she always reached out in kindness to strangers and she thinks that wherever she is she's everywhere that and that means she's home and with that, Peg has a little cry, and Hoyt brings the creepy twins to the front mm-hmm. and sings one of Lisa's favorite songs, Teach Your Children. Um, we're not going to hear that at the end of the episode, are Perfect. we? Perfect. What's that? So we're not going to hear that at the end of the episode, are we? I've never heard that song before in my life. You've never heard that what? song? <gasps> That's a 60s so. classic. Well, oh. I'm not a big fan of the 60s oh it's an I awesome song. alive <laughs> i sure as hell was and it's an awesome song although i was tiny but still technically alive <laughs> technically um so afterwards uh nate todd and dana are chatting with hoyt hoyt and barb I'm just trying to keep all these names straight um dana is wow. upset Dana oh, that's the theme. You don't really have to. You could you could just say mom and dad because they're gone from this episode, hopefully never to be seen again. But Oh no, Hoyt and Barb are this brother in law and sister. Brother and sister in law. Oh right. See, there you go. <laughs> Peggy and what's his name? See? That's how forgettable it is to me. <laughs> I know. The drug, I know the drug addled mother. Me. The drug addled mother with her bottle of pills. Ugh. <laughs> Well, yeah. she did just lose her daughter, but you know, um, oh I thought Dana was extremely insensitive this episode. <laughs> I mean, this, yeah. at the funeral, she was just like, "Oh my god!" I would have slapped her, <laughs> and her husband was just oblivious. You know, it's like, oh, wow, it's they were really never. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do we know those people? Yeah, they're the ones they went from camping, camping with us. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're the camping people. She was an idiot this episode. I didn't <laughs> like her back then. I certainly don't like her now. It's funny because I was looking at them going, is that the same ones? And I thought, boy, she's really being a complete knob. Gosh, she's horrible tonight. <laughs> They're not even 40. <laughs> I know. It's all about how do you go to someone's funeral where their wife is deceased and say it's all about your loss and how hard this is on you that you've yeah. lost three friends? Unbelievable. <laughs> Well, then she does kind of say it at the end. It's like, what's Maya going to do without her mother? How do you even deal with that? I know. What a dick. <laughs> That's the last thing he needed to hear, you know? No kidding. <sighs> it's, it's great, though, the way they paint her. I mean, it's, it's in a way, hilarious. People do say really asinine things sometimes that <laughs> oh, yeah. they really do at funerals. That's why I just be quiet. In the uh, slumber room, um, Russell is chatting with Claire and Claire comes out and tells him about the whole abortion. And uh, he says, you know, why did you tell me? Why, why are you telling me now when I can't even do anything? Um, let's see. Says, uh, she says she's, she's lonely. She's got no one to talk to about it. And he says he could have been there to comfort her. And then kind of flips on a dime and starts chatting about how sad it is and how he's going to have to live with that for the rest of his life. 
George comes in to check on them, and uh, Russell cries out the scene. She should. She sh- she shouldn't have told him. You know, I mean, either if she didn't tell him beforehand, she shouldn't have told him afterwards. That's just kind of cruel. But you know, the one thing that stuck out in the scene is the fact when he said, um, "You know, we were pregnant." This is the most annoying, stupid thing ever. When when couples say. We are pregnant. No. The two of you aren't pregnant. The woman's pregnant. The man is not pregnant. So there's no point in saying we are pregnant. It's she's pregnant. You know? Give but that's not what they but but you know that's not what you mean. What they mean is that emotionally you're the pregnancy no. is a real thing for you. No, no, I, no. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. No, I don't think we're that's gonna true. have we're gonna have a baby. Yes. Okay. We are pregnant? No. Well that's what I mean. But he but to me that phrase means we are gonna have a baby. It's just one way of saying it. It means that we have a baby growing inside of us to me. And oh no. See I take it the other way. It just means we're we're having a you know, we're gonna be parents. But I, I thought um yeah, I thought Russell given that he is a sensitive soul. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that it was unbelievable at all the way he responded. Like this no, one point when he says, you know, he says, give me a minute to process this or however he right. phrases it. And I felt for him in that moment. And I thought, you know, guys get such a bad rap all the time. People always imply that women have their abortions and the man just sits by and doesn't care. And I just thought it was kind of cool that they, they portrayed a, a, a male here really anguished about it. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. He had the right to be, you know. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah, because she, he didn't get any say. It's not that it isn't exactly. her right to decide, but you know, he didn't even have the opportunity to support her, or, you know, or even discuss it. Yeah. Right. And, and it's like you said, like I just found out that a we got pregnant. <laughs> yeah. And b b you had an abortion, and you know, like c you never told me about it. Yeah. And, uh, well, it's a lot to you know deal with. So. Don't yeah, have... even though he was a dick and slept with what's his name, still, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, in the next scene, Rico and David are offering to help Nate at the crematorium. He says he doesn't need any help. Rico gives Nate a hug and tells David he's going straight home. <laughs> <laughs> and Nate uh, tells David he'll be back in an hour. And then we see Rico heading home directly. Well, not really. He's <laughs> driving along the street and looking at prostitutes. And one of them oh my happens God. to be Sophia. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, well, she said she wasn't a prostitute. <laughs> I thought that was just in front of the strip club, wasn't it? I wasn't sure. You know, she yeah, was out I, on the corner. I'm not sure if they were implying she was having a smoke break. Or... That's what I assumed, that they were just on a break. Yeah. I don't know. I think but I that, didn't pay enough attention originally to the name of wherever he was going. and You know, I I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of a quick It flash, was in but, front of a strip club, definitely. Yeah. I wasn't even sure. I was like, was that Sophia? Yeah, but, it was. Uh, yeah, and I looked yeah, up the cast listing and said, yeah, yeah she's was, in I recognized episode, her. So. I wasn't sure. I think, I mean, again, you know, think of Rico's background. He's never been with any other woman. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he's just a little bit. Entranced. (laughs) Um, And we have David and Keith talking on the sun porch. And uh, David's, you know, sad about the whole week and everything. And he says if he lost Keith, he didn't know what he'd do. Um, Keith says you'd find someone else. 
Hmm. He says, I don't want anybody else. And Keith says, neither do I. And they talk about why, why they keep messing things up. And, uh, and David really wants to find a way to make things new again. Um, and then, uh, he doesn't know where that comes from. And Keith just says, well, you know, stay with me until you figure that out Hmm. basically. And, um, Keith talks about how he wants to quit his job is at security because they're all assholes there. Basically, Yes, please quit your job because it's what you're always bitching about. And I'll like you better if you're not bitching about your job all the time. <laughs> and David asks, did we just get married? <laughs> <laughs> he says no, but they have a nice little kiss. And uh, David wants to, wants to just kick back and be brainless for a while, put the TV on. And Keith hands David the remote. Yeah, it's Big cute. Sign. It's cute. Mm-hmm. I'm over so, them. Keith and David, you're done with them, Des? I'm over them because it's just back and forth and back and forth and happy and breaking mm-hmm. up and happy and breaking up. Either be together or don't be together. Don't, you know, just... Uh, it's but just see, this gave me hope that... Um, that uh, they really are going to just settle in. Well, yeah. they've tried it before. They went to therapy. I know. You but know, I, I don't know. Maybe they've I've learned. been burned before, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, um, well, I'll talk more at the end about. Oh, okay. Yeah. My overall sort of feelings. All right. Um, so we get to, we go back to Brenda's, uh, bungalows, bungalow paradise. Uh, <laughs> And Brenda's finding Joe feeding the cats. <laughs> and uh, apparently it's Joe's way of feeling better about not helping the homeless. I, just, I don't know why I find the cat feeding scene so damn amusing, but I do. <laughs> it's just a little endearing quality of Joe, I guess. Brenda uh, wants to go out with him that, that night. And uh, has, they have a little uh, cute scene, having a kiss. And, and then she smiles and says, well, what do you want to do? So uh this is very very promising I think I'm 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 very uh I'm very happy about this. I like I thought it was a very uh very cute scene. Yeah, especially given what's just happened with Nate the chance actually with him the night before or sort of. Yeah. And um you know it's like she's telling herself I'm going to give myself a chance. Yeah. I'm going to do what's good for me for a bit. Mhm. So, I liked it. And does I was going to say, did we lose that? I'm trying to punch my child in the face. Oh. <laughs> no, I wasn't really listening because somebody won't cooperate. And it's just, uh, anyways, um, I like Joe and Brenda together. So I apparently, you know, she got a little from Nate. Now she decides she's going for a little bit with Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Nate... Uh, pours ashes into a box with Lisa's name on it. Outside and I'm the- completely suckered, I have to tell you. <laughs> completely. Yeah, I have feeling. Uh, well, I didn't know that. I he thought was- he was just taking half. I thought he was going to keep yes. half the ashes for himself. Yes. That's, That's what exactly I thought was what on. I thought he was going to do. I didn't know <laughs> yeah. some of this, but I thought it was so half. Keep the describing, ashes. Robin. I can tell you my, you know, amazement as we go along. Yes. <laughs> but- Yes. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, get... actually, good for you, Nate. Yeah, you keep back part of them and you go bury that under a tree in the hell with them, I was kind of thinking. Right. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. But then when David said, you know, well, when he was talking to David and said he was going, I was like, oh, 
I uh, knew exactly what he did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he gives the box to Peg. Uh, the, they walk off, um, and uh, uh, Michaela comes out with the creepy twins, mm-hmm. says goodbye to David. I'm glad you're in my family. And yeah, David asks Nate if he's going to go, and Nate says he's still got some stuff to clean up in the basement, and David says he'll take care of it. And we see Nate drive off. See, and that, but still, but still, I'm just thinking at that point, he just means he'll clean up whatever mess he made from the ashes. I'm not mm-hmm. thinking anything else yet. Uh-huh. I, <laughs> I had, I knew what he was doing. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> um, David throws away the box that used to hold the cremains of Bruno, Bruno Baskerville Walsh. And that's and, when I knew. Yes. And that's, that's when what... I said, oh, that's what he has to do with this episode. <laughs> yes. And Craig Wright actually said that, you know, he, they made sure to have such a wild name. Be, yeah. So that people so would, you would catch yeah. your eye. Yeah. Um, so in this uh, closing montage, we go th- through Claire staring at her photos. Nate finds a clearing under a tree. Um, David arrives back home with Keith. And uh, then we see Nate beginning to dig. Ruth watches the George sleep. Um, Nate brings Lisa's remains to in plastic into the ditch. Takes a moment. You know, I was really hoping that he was going to bury her under the tree from the the opening credits. <laughs> mm-hmm. It almost reminded me of that tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was, but then this 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 was really sad because. You know, I mean, she didn't want to be buried in, like, anything, so he had to take her out of the plastic, and then he had to see her, and I hated that so much. I really wish he hadn't had to see that. Yeah. That scene just tore my heart out. When he started to open the bag, I I just kind of lost it. I thought, wow, you really, you really did love her to do that and to have the guts to do that, and... Mm -hmm. As hard as it was. Oh, and he, you know, and the actor does such a good job with this scene that Your I'm just feeling all so of it. Great. Oh, my yeah. God. Yep. That got to me totally. I admit it. That's when I kind of got, I got teary. I'm like, oh, my God. I did not. Of course not. You're a Cylon. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I, I did. May or, I may or may not have cried at a different TV show today. Oh, <laughs> so much oh. Never mind. Anyway, just, uh, when he had to do that, when he had to open that up and, and they're showing him pulling the bag away and, and you can, you know, you can, because we've seen a bit of it, so we can picture what he's seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Back, he's scrambling away from that body, like, like you're scrambling, like a crab, you know, would backpedal. Yeah. Um, it's just so well done. Yeah. It and, may, you know, it may be sad. That's for sure. Oh, it's, it's, it's horrifying. It's, it's sad. And it also, it's like, you know, this is, this is a guy who's scared of death, period. Mm-hmm. And to be in the middle of the night in a ditch with a corpse, it, it, just that alone. But it's it such an act, it's an act of, of love and yeah. contrition. And he's making amends. Yeah. Or maybe he's just feeling so guilty <laughs> that he no, didn't love see, I, that, No, I don't take it that way. I think he, no. I think he genuinely decides that he needs to honor her because he was her husband but she was also his friend for eight years before they were husband and wife and uh, yeah oh i definitely think he cares about her a lot yeah yes. i do and, and loved her maybe not in the way she wanted but right. in, but know, i think yeah mistake. but i think he did love her and i think that that is an incredibly gutsy brave 
and yet horrible thing to have to do, but he did what he needed to do. And when it came down to it, he, he manned up. I've been complaining for how long now that he needs to buck up and grow up and be a man. And then, Nate, you come through for me in this episode. At dawn, we see him kind of brushing some more dirt. He looks like he's been sitting there all night long, um, brushing up some dirt to cover up the scene a little better. And then as uh, we fade away, we see him just screaming. And that's what gets me. I was worried that he was going to get back in the um, van and it wasn't going to start because he left the lights on all damn night. (laughs) The the writer actually did say like, yeah, that's a little bit of a (laughs) the headlights being on all night is a little bit of a hmm." but (laughs) (laughs) all right. So uh, really, really powerful stuff. I really enjoyed the end of that. So uh, we'll get more into discussion after this break from a new promo uh, from the West Wing podcast. Hey, yay. I'm Anna-Sophie. I'm Maggie. I've just started watching The West Wing. And I've been obsessed with The West Wing since the moment the pilot aired on September 22nd, 1999. Come watch with us. As we make our way through the presidency of Josiah Bartlett and Aaron Sorkin's The West Wing. And we're back, and uh, that's uh, our friends Maggie and Anna Sophie, um, who are um, doing an intro cast to The West Wing. An awesome television show, if ever there was one. <laughs> I've been <sighs> pushing my way through that series for the past like year now, and uh, it's it's really some amazing stuff. Um, it got to be a bit of a slog in the fifth season. But, man, I have just been going through the sixth and seventh season, and it's just amazing television. Isn't it? Isn't it fabulous yeah. writing? And it's one of those shows, it's intelligent, and it's fast-paced, and it's where you want a DVR so you can rewind it and say, what the hell did they just say? Yeah. And yeah. catch it, you know, the little nuances. It's so well done. And I've never some... seen it. <gasps> Des! Ooh, that's a major oversight. It's funny. It. It's funny because, like, everybody's in that show. Yes, I know. Everybody shows up. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I would I could totally see doing a rewatch of that. I should get the damn thing and do a rewatch of it. You should. You should. Yeah, it's really a good show. And then I could I After could follow the dirty up. sexy money. <laughs> <laughs> well that that shouldn't take you very long as compared to no. the Yeah, seasons. I would think not. Half a season. <laughs> I had no idea that Kristen Chenoweth was in the last like two seasons of the show. I was like, Kristen Chenoweth, really? <laughs> and she's great in that. I don't like her. Aww. Aww. (laughs) Bringing up uh, people we like and dislike, let's uh, talk about the uh, Fisher of the Week. Talk about who is our favorite Fisher family member this week and why. Des, I can't imagine you having a favorite of anything, but I want you to to tell me who your favorite Fisher is this week and why. Um, my favorite fisher this week is Brenda. No. No, she's why? not a fisher. Why not? Incorrect. Well, she's Incorrect. going to be. She's <laughs> not a fisher. Na, 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 na. She will be. She had a fisher in her. Darling, but, it could take uh, another year for her to be a fisher. Uh, and maybe they'll <laughs> just live in sin and never be official fishers. Like, a fish of fishers. A fish of fishers. 
I will go with um I'm gonna go ahead and go with Nate just for the acting alone. I thought he did a good job. Mm-hmm. That's all I've got, really. <laughs> but that and and he and he uh, got it on with Brenda. Woohoo! <laughs> Moira. Oh, this is easy for me. It's Nate. 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 Um, and I pretty much already said why because he. He manned up and he, he did right by Lisa. Uh, you know, when it came right down to it, he honored her and he um, he seems to finally, in a weird way, be acting like a grown-up. And oddly, I don't even begrudge him having sex with Brenda because I look at that as being this, you know, moment of need and healing and he's reaching out to a person that cares for him and somehow it just almost seemed, it seemed so much more... Um, I don't know, justifiable is not the word I want, but just believable or reasonable than when he was just having random sex with, you know, mass murderers' daughters, right? Uh, I agree. So that, I I, I thought it was just real and, and genuine in, in a strange kind of way. It's just what he needed, and I got it. And so it was it was fine. Um, so, yeah, Nate, 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 for, uh, for doing the right thing. And because you made me cry, you bastard, at the end of this, <laughs> this oh. episode. <laughs> Uh, shots. <laughs> oh, yay! Hooray! Yay! For that last scene alone, oh. it just rips your heart out. It's it's really incredible acting. And yes, and I, I do like a little Ocean's Eleven uh, style uh, of uh, switcheroos <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I would... I, I it, it, it was hard. It's a hard choice uh, this week between Nate and David. I think they're both excellent uh, this week, but I, I tend to favor Nate a little bit more because, uh, well, it's Peter Krause and he's awesome. He is, and I like it when a show can surprise me when I didn't see that coming. I love that. Yeah, you know that. Oh, I like those little reveals that made me go, "Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's fun." So, we have a couple of listener eulogies this week. We have one from Steph, and we have one from Tammy. So, either of you have that? I have a Tammy one handy. Can I go Tammy for one it? handy? A Tammy one handy. A Tammy handy. Ooh. Um, uh, <laughs> she's going to love hearing that. <laughs> she's going to get just... Hey, listen, I was listening to her belly dancing podcast, and it was uh, all about getting naked. So, you know what? Uh, <laughs> She'll be fine with this. Anyway, she says, hi, FisherCast. Hmm. Feedback for this episode. I'm trying to type through my tears. Oh. I was really hating Nate through the end of season three. So was I. So it was a bit hard to sympathize with him at first, but by the end of the episode, I was picking my heart up off the floor. I know... I agree. I know that it's illegal for him to go bury Lisa all willy-nilly, and it will probably come back and bite them in the bootay, but it was still really touching. Oh, I hope not. I hope it doesn't bite them in the ass either, because... Yeah, just just let it be done and be a nice gesture, you know? Yeah. We don't don't need that to come back. I agree. I'm sure for only two of the three Fisher cast members... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was really touching, yeah. (laughs) That's what she's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) 
In other news, <laughs> what the hell is going on with Rico? He's such a creeper. Speaking <laughs> of creepers, poor Arthur and the rest of family for having to hear Ruth and George. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> Keith and David back together? Let me try and hide my shocked face. <laughs> And I was a bit disappointed with Claire. I don't have a problem with her letting Russell know about the abortion, but I do have a problem with her being upset with his reaction. You can't be mad that he's upset. And I thought it was selfish for her to tell him just to ease her pain. Yes. Just a messed up situation all around. Yeah. Anyways, I was really happy to see a good episode to start off season four. Yay. Hope to talk to y'all. <laughs> I agree. Awesome. I, I disagree. I agree. It was a great episode. You don't want to talk to her? <laughs> no, what are you trying to say, Dad? I disagreed about. <laughs> Tammy's awesome. We, don't try to put words in my mouth. <laughs> All right. I'll put something else. <gasps> oh, my. Dear. <laughs> <laughs> Should I leave you two alone? <laughs> my heart rate just went. <laughs> I bet my blue snowball's microphone. Uh, <laughs> Des, do you have the one from Steph ready? I certainly do. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Hey, guys. After seeing the first episode of season four, I figured out what about the show has been bothering me. It's the tone of seasons two and three. For some reason, the tone has been rubbing me the wrong way. What is it Peter Griffin says about the reason he doesn't like the Godfather? It insists upon itself. What does that even mean? IDK. Yeah, IDK too. All I know is that the season four premiere was a lot more respectful or something. And by the way, Russell, nice dash. <laughs> Definitely. P.S. Haven't we all heard stories of people thinking they can fly well on LSD? I have not. No. And haven't we all dealt with shrill women like Lisa's mom? No wonder Lisa was the way she, she is. I mean, was. <laughs> uh, do we really need to explain what the insist upon itself thing is? I, you, you really don't get it? idea what that means well it means that like it's uh it's it's being like i don't know cool or artsy or or you know where <laughs> it just just to be that way rather than actually telling a good story uh so um i don't uh, agree <laughs> kind of like the movie melancholia melancholia I never yeah. saw that one. Yeah, it was horrible. It was. I can skip it. It, it was. It, it insists upon itself, basically. All you had to say was Lars Van Trier, and I was already. I was done with it already. Without <laughs> well, I got excited because like um, uh, a planet or something was going to cla- crash into the Earth, and I love disaster movies, but it was <laughs> the worst one I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it thought it was an artsy fartsy, you know, relationship movie, and it was just so pretentious. It was the most pretentious movie I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> um, but um, I'm glad that uh, Steph is more optimistic about season four. I'm glad to hear that um, uh, she's got a new attitude for it. I'm looking forward to talking to her again as we move on down the line here. Mm-hmm. Um, so next up is our last rights, our final thoughts on the episode and the ratings. So Des got to go first before. So Moira, I'm happy to go first because I loved this episode and I was so just, you know, in a dark, sad place at the end of, uh, season three. And this, um, I feel like 
first of all, they did justice to all the storylines and they tied them up in a ways that were satisfactory to me. And even though the Keith and David thing and the relationship, sure, if they keep banding it about and having it go hot and cold, it will get old, even older, even faster, I admit. But I have a feeling that they have shifted into a new phase and that I think Keith, Keith is going to quit his stupid job and that things are going to be better there. And um, and then maybe Keith can be a more interesting character for other reasons, not you know, just because he's this foil to David all the time. You know, that was the least of it. The the coolest part was watching the whole Nate and Lisa storyline come to its fruition and having it be so moving and so powerful and me feeling like Nate actually grew out of that. And mm-hmm. so that seemed uplifting. And then Claire coming clean and telling Russell the big secret and finally unburdening it. You know, even if I don't love how she did it, Again, it's one more thing on this checklist of unfinished business where where I feel like we're dotting these I's and we're crossing these T's and they all needed to be dotted and crossed. And I feel like it's all happening the way I I needed it to so that we can get past all this sort of baggage and this sadness and get on to some more interesting, positive things. And I realize it's Fishers and everything won't be all hunky-dory because, hey, we have the dark, evil storyline of George that I swear to you is still going to come out because he's done bad things with his kids. He's a selfish, selfish man. That's what I think. He's a selfish, selfish guy, and he's a creeper. But um, but even that's going to be fun for me to see. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I was left, like, emotionally, you know, tar- crying my little eyes out and, and really feeling, um, you know, sad for Nate, but feeling so hopeful that season four could be awesome. So I love this episode. Have, have you seen the promo yet? Uh, yes, I did watch it. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know if Claire pulling the oranges out of the stack and them all tumbling to the ground means that that little monkey's going to cause mischief. I don't know. But um, and I don't know why Nate's feet were floating up. I kept thinking, oh my god, is he going to turn into ghost Nate? What is that? <laughs> that was a bit freakish, actually. That levitation. I watched it. Oh, oh you should. Yeah, you should. And then Ruth, um, oh, Ruth going down the vegetable aisle and, and, and clearly marked under vegetables in the cold storage freezer is, is Nate Sr. <laughs> That's just damn funny. Um, so, yeah, I, I, yeah, I loved this. And I, um, oh, what did I think of? Oh, I want to give it a rating of uh, 10 out of 10 leases that were buried six feet under. Nice. Excellent. <laughs> um, a very, very uh, optimistic and hopeful uh, review. And now Des. Des. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I disagree completely. Uh, completely? What, what, completely. The only, okay, what I liked about this episode is that Vanessa kicked in Helica to the curb. There was no baby Maya. And I think Joe and Brenda are going to be an adorable couple. What I did not like about this episode was everything else. I came into this season thinking, okay, brand new start. You know, Lisa's gone. It's going to be good. But the stupid episode was so friggin' Lisa-centric that it was just, ugh. I I didn't need this episode to you know, dot the T's and cross the I's, dot the I's and cross the T's, whatever. I did not need it. I could have lived without it. I could have lived without all of it. It was just a chore to get through. I was just, 
miserable the whole time. I'm going to give it two out of ten loud, gross, old person sexy times. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, everybody has the right to their own opinion. Uh, your 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 rating scale does redeem uh, itself. Uh, some of that review, uh, which I just don't I don't understand, but whatever. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I I don't think this episode is perfect, so I can't give it a ten out of ten. Um, there were a couple of uh, things that were a little <laughs> uh, weird for me. Um, I. I <laughs> The Michaela stuff, I was a little <laughs> disturbed by in certain ways. Um, creepy twins. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but uh, let's see. I love the creepy twins. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to give this um, a 9 out of 10 pity poundings. Um, <laughs> because uh, I, I, other than just a, you know, just a couple of things... I really loved the episode and man, I love, I'd love me an episode of six feet under that you get to the end credits and you're like, Holy shit. That just hit me really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and yeah, I had to watch, I, I watched the episode three times and all three times, uh, it, it nailed me. Oh, uh, wow. Loved it. And maybe, well, maybe it would have gotten a perfect score if uh, I only watched it once. And, and, yeah, and I only watched it once. And I, I and I didn't think Michaela was a dead ghost person. So, hey, uh-huh. I'm, sh- I'm sure she wasn't. She was holding those boys' hands. So, she's not. So well, you know is, what they say about little children, especially creepy twin children. They mm-hmm. can see ghosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the next episode going to be, uh, like, sometime later? Or is it going to be, like... That would be because... a spoiler. No, I really, now you sound really, like I I don't want to dwell in Nate's grief. This is ugh, the worst when they kill off a character and then you have to sit there and dwell mm-hmm. in the pe- person's grief. And it just, oh, I hate it so much. I'm hoping that... I think it'll be a few that, weeks later or something. That's what my prediction is. I, I think so. it'll be at least a few weeks later. And we'll get to see what Brenda and Joe have been up to maybe. And mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know... I, I, I feel and that, you know, we had to have this episode. I mean, and, and uh, if uh, if it's a few weeks later or the next day um, in in the next episode, um, you know, we, we need it. We needed we needed to stop here. And I, and I disagree. I feel like this could have happened between the seasons and I would have accepted it. See, no. And I'm, I'm with Robin on this. I, I needed this episode. Yeah. And I feel mm. like Six Feet Under has the worst season openers ever. <laughs> okay. No, see, in season three, I was thought that the the premise was really interesting, but it made me crazy because I wanted us not to be in a reality release and they were married. But this time, I feel like they gave me what I needed. I was happy with it completely. They gave me everything I didn't want. <laughs> Wild, eh? It's neat, well, Hopefully things will be better next episode. Um, For this one, let's uh, let's bury this beatnik. Um, (laughs) Please go to iTunes and leave us a a star rating. Um, Oh, oh, that reminds me. When I searched for us in iTunes, Robin, Mm -hmm. in our Canadian iTunes, um, like if you look up Six Feet Under podcast, we come up as the second one. 
Ooh, I know. We're really big in Canada. The first one is not okay. It's it's not actually a six feet under podcast. You know how when you search, it kind of gets too general and it throws up stuff that isn't there. So if you actually read it, it was something totally unrelated. So I guess really we come up as the first thing. I wish I had um, this all brought up on my notes. I forgot totally about it, but. Tabs, I'm not sure if you're listening or not, but thank you very much for the uh, nice uh, comment you left for us. Um, and we do really hope that uh, if you're listening, you'll go to iTunes, just give us a nice rating and, and, and a nice comment or, you know, or even criticism, but give us five stars anyway. Uh, <laughs> you should read I'm, them next time. Or, yeah. Well, we read we read um, the ones from before. I just uh, yeah. tabs is a new one. And uh, cute. Yeah, very, very much appreciative, and uh, it does let us know that you're listening. You don't have to send in feedback all the time, but one nice iTunes review will be there forever for us to gaze upon. You know, on our down we're... days when we need a little yeah. pick-me-up. Yeah. It's true. Des? You can visit us at fishercast.blogspot.com, leave a voicemail at 541-2-EMBALM, and visit us on Facebook. Or you can email us at fishercast1 at gmail.com and give us your thoughts. Whether you are a 10 out of 10 ratings or a 2 out of 10 ratings, we don't care. We're happy to hear what you think. <laughs> um, and where can we find you on the web, Des? Um, what's on with Stefan Des? Uh, go to what's on with Stefan Des.blogspot.com. Sweet. And you can find Moira being very loud and making her family feel very awkward on a regular basis. <laughs> God, that I hope does so. not surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find her on Twitter at Moira Brown with an E at the end. And uh, you can find me on the Twitter as well. Um, I'm at L Robinero. And I'm also on Redemption Cast, uh, redemptioncast.blogspot.com, and the Top Bunk Podcast, which is topbunkpodcast.blogspot.com. That's it for FisherCast this week. And next week, your homework is uh, Season 4, Episode 2, In Case of Rapture. And we'll have our good friend Brad here to uh, tell, tell us how much he hates uh, the, the writers and Christians. <laughs> Uh, so as for falling into place, we therefore commit this episode to the ground, ashes to ashes, and dust, dust to dust. dust. Lisa Dust. <laughs> Lisa. Bruno Dust. Bye. Bruno Dust. My heart is sad and I'm in sorrow for the only one I Oh, bury me beneath the willow on
Perhaps he'll weep for me.